With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. P. Hamans. I'm here to talk to y'all about law and society. Lots of society. We're here at WCCF News Radio 1580 on the AM dial, 100.9 on the FM dial. We're on WCCF AM, which is a iHeart platform that goes across the World Wide Web. Makes it sort of a podcast also. I mean, it has the same features as all that. And we're on Facebook Live on my page and on the page of Zane Scott Bickerstaff. We're here this morning with Paul DeGata, Paul Vincent DeGata. Ah, you remember my middle name. <laughs> that's, 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 knowing somebody for 60 years has some pluses. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, uh, we have known each other for uh, for that long. Uh, we In school, we, uh, we both played football. Paul was a much better football player than I, uh, uh, but I loved it. I had passion for it. And got to do it uh, for a little bit. I mostly wrestled, but uh, but. And you were a great wrestler. Uh, thank you, but uh, I was uh, I was regionally uh, significant as probably the best uh, I could say for it. Uh, so we're we're here this morning to uh, in still a hurricane. I mean, I guess we're in tropical storm uh, warning. The hurricane warning never quite got to us for this hurricane Nicole, but we were in the cone of uncertainty for a quite a while oh yeah yes we sure were yeah and so we're going to talk about hurricanes in general uh you know both paul and i's first recollection of a hurricane was hurricane donna back in 1960 that's right and uh september 10th yep yeah and uh and and then we didn't really have another real hurricane that affected this area until charlie in 2004 I mean, there was a couple opals yeah, and this yeah. is and that, but not really. I always say in Punta Gorda, we kind of turn our nose up unless it's a three or higher. Well, that's right. When when this her, when Nicole was coming and we were, oh, it's going to be a Category 1, even if it comes to us, it's like we've got summer th- storms that are more damaging and more higher winds than that right, sometimes right. with the thunderstorms. So that's not necessarily a good attitude to have, particularly uh, – in areas of low lying where you can get flooding uh, quick, surprisingly quickly, uh, and on uh, places that uh, that you, the sea can rise up and come across. But we've been fortunate here in Punta Gorda not to have a flooding event uh, since the 40s that I recall in any of the hurricanes yeah. that had yeah. water in town. You know, we what everybody talks about is the when the water runs out of here before a hurricane. You know, some of them like Donna, Wampus still says you could have crossed, walked across the, you know, the Peace River at the bridge there. I think is a little exaggeration, but it did go way, way out for that. Yeah. So, the people who got to go see that they're either living on the water or they 
ventured out during the storm to watch it or how does that typically go yeah and back then there you know there weren't storm chasers uh, oddly enough my dad and johnny stanks who had opened the sunny brook motel in harbor heights went out with a uh 16 millimeter camera and went out to the bridge and tied themselves off on a piling to get some footage and the cops saw them and ran them off but wampus was out there there were people you know people are curious and if you don't have a bad hurricane like that it's dangerous because people don't know um as you experience a four a three or a four or a four five um like ian you see the destruction and you see what it can do and you see then it becomes very apparent you don't want to be outside and we had a friend that basically saved a woman's life who got a tree fell on her um dale russell and uh um, he, he got that tree off of her and got her in because she went out there in the eye and got caught out charging her phone in a, in a car mm. and, and he got her back as the, at the back end of the eye caught her. So, so, uh, Carl Hyacin, uh, one of his, uh, novels, uh, he had a, a character that was wampus like mm-hmm. that, uh, but that guy had been the governor of the state of Florida and then right. got mad yeah. at it yeah. all and then went off into his. Uh, lonesomeness and all of that, but one of the one of the books he ties himself to one of the bridges there, uh, uh, going uh, down to the Keys mm-hmm. uh, to go through the hurricane. Yeah, and so and he made it. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's, so you know, if it doesn't kill you, it's a pretty wild experience. Well, my dad was here two years from New York, and Johnny was here three years from Pennsylvania. They probably were saved their life. The cops that ran them off of there right. that night. <laughs> so, so. These earliest stages for so in my adult lifetime, we had Andrew that went through right. down at uh, Homestead. My wife Dawn was uh, in her earlier life was living there in uh, in the Redlands, just uh, north of Homestead, and they went. The hurricane went right through, tore their roof off. They were in the bathtub and with the uh, uh, mattress over them and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and then they were with 16 weeks without power. It had blown so hard that it blew a horse up into a snag of a uh, of some Australian pines there around their house. And so the Australian pines are all broken and snagged except for the pieces that are up. And up there was a horse that was impaled upon one of the, uh, the Australian pines. And it stayed there until it rotted and blew up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean... This, those kinds of horrific things. We went down to, uh, for Andrew afterwards. We loaded up all kinds of uh, stuff in pickup trucks, uh, collected goods for a few days, and then took three pickup trucks down. And the uh, people on our way, when we got to Dade Corner there, some people were saying, oh, thank God you're here. And some people were going, oh, go back, go back. And uh, But we went on down and we uh, handed out uh Things, emptied the trucks of what we brought and then loaded debris up and brought it back. I still have in my house a couple of chunks of Andrew debris. Yeah. yeah. Do you keep those things it's, like that? Yeah, it's, it's a Punagore thing. <laughs> listen, listen, the, the Punagore to people that experienced it, like Donna and Charlie, uh, Lee Richardson um, from Leroy's, he uh, brought a bunch of stuff down the second day I went with him to Everglades City, and it, it, oh my God, after Irma, that was horrible. They got a big surge there, 
and we met a guy that he, him and his wife were cleaning out their trailer and he sat down. He was a great big guy. And I understood he died two days later. He got that flesh eating bacteria and it was in the news. And I interviewed the guy. I have a video of him, interview him. But, you know, uh, I picked up a, a rod making sign that was up in the mangroves of somebody that made custom rods, you know, and I said, that's my, my Irma. There's your yeah. memorabilia. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, for Andrew, uh, Zeeland Wilson and I rode in the truck together, and we ended up, uh, started on a song, didn't ever, it hadn't ever quite finished. Uh, let's see. Does Hurricane Trash annoy you? Well, me too. So we headed for Dade County to do what we could do. Take bureaucracy from emergency. Help hand to hand. Not standing on the roadside waiting for the bandwagon to wipe a tear from Andrew's eye. Feed his hungry masses. We're rolling for Florida City. Got blues colored glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, multiple other uh, things. But as a matter of fact, it upset uh, Don's son, Jeffrey, because one, uh, uh, the true, there's a, a line in it uh, uh, some trees are. Uh, Trees are snapped and shattered. Some like giant tumbleweeds. Poles are snapped and splintered, snagging. Windblown debris. They felt the earth of the breath of Earth's mindless sneeze, assailed by uneven warming. Now disasters on the countryside. Ghastly forms are flaunting. The true expression of mobile home. Leave before it crashes. <laughs> We're rolling for Florida City. Got blues-colored glasses. Temp, tents, tarps, mosquito bars, visqueen, cans of fruit, P38s and pork and beans, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrushes too, cans of fruit and alcohol, half pints, but just a few. I always yeah. bring a lot of alcohol to yeah, people yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I was in Fort Myers Beach here, and uh, underneath the uh, bridge, uh, I saw an old guy. He was probably in a late 70s early 80s in a tent and i looked at him and he kind of got up he was laying down i said listen i don't have anything i don't have any booze i don't have any food but i got 20 dollars." i said could you use it you know to buy something and he said yeah and he came up and he had been on a sailboat and got run up into uh the mangroves and swam off and he was they're still there all those shrimp boat crews um, a lot of them are, are, are blacks. I don't know if they're Haitians or locals, but they're living in tents outside their boats up on the shore. It's in, in Fort in, Myers in Beach. Fort Myers Beach right now. Oh, it's, yeah. it's horrendous. And yeah. I usually bring a couple of bottles of booze, you know, because I don't care. You're going to need some comfort. Take it, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, for Hurricane uh, Donna, uh, when we wrote uh, – Paul and I were part of Peace River Center for Writers, and we published a book with James Abraham and the other uh, committee members. Uh, and this is yeah, a, Lynn Harold. Lynn yep. Harold, uh, part of it. It's, so 2005, we were a little bit behind the curve of getting it out. And then once we got it out, Katrina hit, and it took everybody's attention off of here. And it turned out nobody really wanted to think about the hurricane smashing us so hard so, yeah, so much yeah, yeah. i think what happened but it's so, a great historical document there's yeah. some good writing and there's some of my favorite local writers yeah. so the uh so paul has one in here and uh, it's a pretty good 
story. His son has one in here also. Uh, uh, but this one's called Two Bottle Hurricanes in Life by Paul DeGata. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and it has Pearly. Uh, Pearly featured. and Biddy. Yep, Pearly. And uh, so Pearly was on Dad's maintenance crew, and one day Pearly was backing uh, toward the old banyan tree, raking up leaves, and Dad happened to be walking by, noticed a cold-up rattlesnake behind Pearly. Pearly was whistling and unknowingly back towards the danger. So your dad helped him to miss that. He part. loved my dad after that. Yep, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, your dad had been a firefighter. Uh, and uh, so uh, on the way to Punta Gorda, they, uh, Pearl uh, suggests they secure things and tape windows and distance. By the way, taping windows does not help. Don't. No, but that was the norm, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It's like <laughs> salt pills for athletes. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, so they're getting ready for uh, for the, the Donna that may be coming, and so Pearly suggests they secure things, tape windows, distance themselves from the river as quickly as possible. And Paul's dad agreed. And on the way to Punta Gorda, like he sometimes did, Pearly asked Dad to run him by the liquor store. And when Pearly returned, asked him why he had such a big bag, because Mister Paul. Pearlie said, this is going to be a two-bottle storm. That's right. <laughs> so that's the first thing I did when Charlie was coming. I went out and got two big handles of Captain Morgan. And let me tell you, I needed every bit of that. Yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, going and getting beer is a bad idea because you got to keep it cold yeah. and there's not going to be any ice. And so you got something, you need something that you don't need yeah. to have ice with. Yeah. So, uh, so in, in putting together, of course, I – there was a pretty good uh, thing on the on Facebook of, with showing Hurricane Charlie and Gene and how they crossed yeah. and how we've got now uh, Ian, Ian and Nicole. And, Nicole. and, and just 43 days, both of them 43 days apart. That's that's a Hurricanes have a little numerical mysticism about them. You know, uh, Hurricane um, Donna and Hurricane Irma had the same September 10th date. Um, you know, so there's a lot of numer- numerology yeah. in hurricanes. Well, the, uh, the, so people who follow and comment and uh, cover hurricanes, uh, you know, there's already, you know, if Jim Catch uh, Cantori shows up, you're in trouble kind <laughs> yeah. of deal. Uh, we've already got some of that. Well, everybody who's on the second team, this this was a second team hurricane, Yeah, uh, this one, and the uh, – and, they're out there trying to claim and proclaim and yeah. uh, acting like it's really bad and with 38 mile an hour winds, you know. Yeah, and we're yeah. going, we're laughing at the thing. They're just, they've got to make stuff up. Oh, here's the best one. I'm, I think I'm going to go down in the record books as having covered the latest hurricane that ever hit Florida. That was this one person on the uh, yeah. TV claim. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, there, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, a little, little history there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let, you know, the hurricanes, when you've been battered by one, it, it opens your eyes and you start paying a little bit better attention. Or if you've never been battered by one and you think that they're all going to kill you, you start paying attention. Let's listen to, uh, to Cindy Hackney's going to play. Uh, this is from a Clyde Butcher uh, supported and uh, promoted. The Clyde Butcher's on, uh, name is on this CD. And so there's some association, production, uh, distribution, something. But uh, this is from a CD, uh, uh, Valerie Wisecracker and Cindy uh, Hackney. And uh, this one is written by Cindy, and it's called uh, uh, 
the ions of uncertainty. have been coming around for a long time and uh uh you know uh one of the things that happened christopher columbus came over during the middle of hurricane season crossed the atlantic and didn't have a single hurricane that uh, affected him now when they were going back in the uh in the winter time they hit some winter storms that just that they believed that they were going to uh to all perish and so as a matter of fact he put 
a copy of his log in a bottle or a cask and put it overboard so that if they all perish that it might that the uh, the, the tale of the story might uh, wash up someplace and be not lost to uh, to the future I, I've been on a boat before where way very far offshore where we thought the same thing all right so Paul is a captain uh, he's uh, been a captain uh, and uh, captain vessels that we knew around here the tiger tigress uh, yeah the, the tigress uh the hilarium for a while no no, no what was no. who weren't you uh that who, was their big boat yeah i didn't i didn't run the big boat but I, I ran i was a corporate captain for domino's pizza and uh the guy that owned the detroit tigers thus tigress and tigress too and mm-hmm. uh owned a wind jammer um the Victory Chimes, it was a National Historic Landmark. Yeah. And I've actually been through the eye of a hurricane on her, Hurricane Bob, our first year. So in in uh, uh, 40 years, I've had to contend with probably a dozen hurricanes on vessels where I was responsible for million-dollar yachts or people on board. And um, you, you kind of become a little um honed in on hurricanes and um they've always interested me and i think we should probably give a little disclaimer that we're kind of being glib and talking about things but they are very serious and for our new residents that we have so many new people moved down here this year that you know you you listen to what they say and if they say to evacuate as i heard a bunch it's better to be safe than sorry so uh we may make a joke about it but we've been through some really bad ones and we're a little more used to them than you are, but some of them are only going to be like a nor'easter you had in Connecticut or New York. So tell me about a, when you were on a ship and you were worried about uh, not making it. Well, um, we try to beat a front across from Apalachicola to here. I brought a boat down. Uh, I was delivering a boat from Minnesota to Naples, Florida. We were ready to get home. We'd been on a river for 20-some days in Mississippi, and uh, – we were in Apalachicola, and there was a front coming, and I called the weather service. I said, when do you think it's going to get close to Apalachicola? And they said, probably not till 6 in the morning. I said, let's get out of here tonight. And we went out. And at the apex, you're about 80 miles offshore. And this was a 53 Hatteras, and the wind was coming um, uh, out of the northeast, and it was it's a big freeboard boat. And we were catching it on the, the port stern quarter, and Oh my God, we had to slow down to about a thousand RPM. Otherwise, the first big roller that hit me knocked me off, you know, at the captain's chair up in the bridge and all the drawers shot out. So uh, we, we didn't think we were going to make it out there. I mean, it was, we had a slow way down. It was, it was rather 20 foot seas. And that's, that's a, a big, big sea for a yacht. I mean, a big sea, you know. Um, so I thought. I've never, I've never been in any water like that. I, that's uh, yeah that's scary I, we were without being in a hurricane we're coming back from uh from tortugas and we were in 11 foot seas uh, yeah and and let me tell you the only reason that that we made it in my opinion is that we just happened to be going directly into it so that yeah. we yeah. so that we, the bow was staying and if we'd lost any engines and turned sideways we'd yeah been yeah and, it, and that's what this was you had a slow down and kind of navigate your way through the trough you know and uh, so it it was a brutal night but i was happy to see land in the morning 
How about on the Victory Chimes? You ever been in the seas like that? No, in Victory Chimes, you know, she was a or a wind jammer, and, and like Kip and I used to always say, we're not in it for the terror. You don't go out and really bad stuff. Now I've been caught in some stuff that you know, forty, fifty knot winds where you tore a sail, and you know you have a lee shore you got to fight off of, and you know some intense, intense uh, situations there. Um, but uh, no, and like I said, nineteen. 19- 90 the year we bought her our very first year we have a hurricane hurricane bob made it all the way up there and it was still a category one when it got to rockland maine and i logged the eye in the log book a pressure drop all the way through and we had people on board so we evacuated them to the high school and there were four schooners rafted off spider webbed anchors all out and uh we made it pretty good made it okay yeah what do people do? I can tell you that some people don't know how to deal with uh, their vessels uh, in uh, in high wind and sea situations. And I mean, what have we got? Twenty that you can see from the bridge that are down yeah, in the harbor yeah. right now. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. When I went out to Boca Grande, there wasn't as many because the wealthy people out in Boca Grande have yachts, have captains, right. and captains usually understand you know a lot of how to deal with that. I was surprised. I didn't see very many boats come up the river because in Charlie, there was a couple of big yachts came way up there um, and anchored up in the islands. And they just throw anchors out all over, get in the middle and hope for the best, you know. And um, yeah, there's a lot of things you should really consider when you're anchoring uh, and you have a vessel. Um, But my God, there is vessels. uh, I've, I've been from uh, Fort Myers Beach to Boca Grande, all the barrier islands. And my God, there's vessel after vessel. And you see sailboats blocks away. I saw one in somebody's swimming pool in Fort Myers Beach. I mean, this is a 45-foot sailboat. Went up over the wall and up over a raised house and right at the swimming pool. It's just amazing. So that sometimes there's nothing you can do. You can't get away. But even if you think you got yourself tied off, Oh, well, one of the vessels that broke loose in uh, at Boca Grande and was in the bayou right there at the entrance to uh, to the uh, yacht basin was, uh, and it was there for days. I was there uh, five days later, and it was it was still there. And what it done is thought they had it tied off. Well, well, pylon busted off. Yeah, it took yeah. it took the dock with it. Yeah, or lift the whole dock. <laughs> oh my God, Fort Myers Municipal Marina. Those cement docks just buckled. They pulled them up. There's millions and millions of dollars. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars in just Fort Myers Marina and that of, of yacht damage, you know, or sunk or whatever. Uh, when you were documenting the stuff at the Fort Myers uh, uh, Municipal Marina, that I go down there to Fort Myers once a week, typically, mm-hmm. and have, and we that's always our wander along the water there. And oh my gosh, the the devastation there was uh, was. And that was, so what's that, 20 miles upriver? Yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting because a lot of times people would think they'd be okay that far, you know, uh, you know, there. But that, that water carried. Estero Bay is a little wider. Um, that's why that water ran over the Sanibel Causeway and ran up there. And it's a little, it's not as far up as we are, you know, away mm-hmm. from the, the water. But, uh, yeah, that. That was pretty amazing when you look at those boats that got deposited right up near the old old forty one bridge. Yeah. You know, there's four or five of them just it's jammed in, jammed yeah. in, yeah. all up against. Going to need engineers to get these apart. I'm telling you, some of the shrimp boats are like that. All their rigs tied. I mean, you know, there's eight or ten of them 
like a jigsaw puzzle. They're going to have to have major cranes and hmm. travel lifts. I, I haven't. Where are the seafood folks uh, getting uh, the seafood that was used to come from Fort Myers Beach and that? Uh, that well, I was one of the last places you'd get Florida Gulf shrimp, right. you know, and uh, those shrimp in places, I, I don't know. I guess all farm shrimp, Indonesia, Thailand, you know, that's what's going to replace it. I, it's, it'll be amazing if they come back. I mean, some of them may, but not, not the whole fleet. Let's listen to another uh, bit of music, uh, but when we come back, let's talk about uh, how do we think that the, uh, that the folks were here before, the Calusa and the Indians, how they dealt with uh, some of that. Yeah. And, 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 yep, number 10, please. Call in the 
that's killing me All the taxes that I've been given And all your bureaucratic spending Why am I living in this bad dream? Just some face on your TV Somebody come and see about me yeah. Hey, where's Rick and Sally? When the hurricane came It just blew everybody away It just blew everybody away just blew everybody it just blew it's all blues 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 earth and sky you and me earth and sky me and you So tell me about what you saw about the Sanibel Lighthouse. Well, one of the reasons I kind of wanted to get on uh, Sanibel and Captiva was to see the lighthouse because I heard that it, they blew away one of the stanchions, the, the water. And so I managed to talk my way on last week and uh, went to Captiva and back down. And the last thing I was doing was going down there and I actually found a place to park and you know, kind of covertly went out there. And uh, there used to be a couple of structures, like I don't know if it was the lightkeeper's structure that they made a museum and another, there were three little structures there, nowhere to be seen, nothing, gone. And sure enough, one of the stanchions is off. Now, I heard they found it. I did hear that. Yeah, and I took some pictures of it. Um, and uh, I, you could see where they brought the, they brought the stanchions back, but there was stuff scattered in the water, like bricks from the, the chimneys from the buildings. And, uh, I think there might've been a brick cistern there. Um, but that lighthouse came online in, in, uh, 1884, the year before tarpon fishing was a craze here. And, um, you know, it's one of the oldest lighthouses. It was the, I think the only lighthouse North of the keys at the time, um, when it was built. And it's said that that in that well, she survived Donna and Charlie, and then um, when Hurricane Ian came by, you know that was the the twentieth hurricane that's passed or gone over it or with uh, within seventy five miles of it, which is incredible. And really, you think about the Boca Grande lights, which were eighteen ninety, you know, uh, in the early nineteen hundreds, those uh, lighthouses have survived too. I'm the uh, the light station at the past there, you know, had some roof damage and uh, mm -hmm. fence damage, but they, you know, they they were built to, to, to last that kind of things, but it's, you know, it's a national historic landmark and hopefully they get it back. It's just a tragedy that they lost the houses, you know, yeah. with it. Well, I floated on the inside of all of that passage. I've been down uh, to North Captiva, uh, the, uh, 
the junior shack there at the entrance uh, mm-hmm. is still there. A little bit of damage, but uh, there were people there and 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 doing a little bit of work, and but it's still fine. Uh, there was uh, there's damage to most everything. You, when you look at it, and uh, once you get north of North Captiva, you see that there's damage, but it's not like it's overwhelming yeah. damage. It's like if you pause long enough and oh yeah that why yeah. that's missing west side of the video. storm versus yeah. the east yeah, the northeast quadrant kind of, stuff. of a storm and, yeah uh, and so of course uh the old laugh a lot it uh it burnt down yeah, it burned, in, yeah. in the yeah. storm uh i'm working on that with uh with the owner and uh and with the architect and we believe that we're going to be able to get that put back together. Oh, place. that'd be great. Somebody else told me they were going to move it downtown. Or... No, well, that's the temporary while yeah. uh, they rebuild so that their uh, chefs and, and servers and everybody still has jobs. Yeah. And so, so because it's a long time, even if you go jump right on it, I mean, rebuilding. Oh, sure. Now, time. now the, the, uh, tower coming down is pretty dramatic looking downtown Boca Grande. And I, I, that might've been the place that, that Cheryl and Jennifer own. The, the building. Uh, was it, it? It, uh, I think it came down on the coffee. It missed Above it, the coffee. It, yeah. it, it, it came down on the coffee uh, and bakery there. And I think that it got some of Braxton Bowen's construction. Office. Yeah. But that, that little, wasn't there a little apartment up there? Yeah. yeah it, it, if anybody was in that apartment, they had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, and I know that Boca Grande Marina is closed today for the hurricane. They had gotten back open. There's a yeah. few places on the island that had opened back up. The Temp had opened and Scarfos had, uh, had, uh, reopened and, uh, and, but, uh, yeah, but, people need to support these little places mm-hmm. when Sanibel gets back open, uh, Boca Grande, um, you know, all those places, the people need it. Those business people are going to need it, and uh, they're begging for it right now. I saw some signs there on Sanibel. You know, so, please support us. So they've opened uh, Boca Grande up for the uh, first uh, Gasparill <clears throat> Island for the first couple of weeks, unless you had a business on there that you could explain to the officer who was there at the toll booth with the toll. Uh, they weren't charging a toll to get over, but the, but you had to tell them where you were going and what you were up to. Yeah. And they've opened it up to the general public again now. And so uh, folks that are open there, folks like Boca Grande Marina and beautiful Boca Grande, it's still beautiful there. Yeah. I mean, Banyan Street is denuded, but it's, the Banyan trees are still there. Yeah, and they're sparking yeah. green. You can start yeah, to see new shoots coming at them. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, Boca Grande Marina, uh, to get there by boat, you'd go in that uh, south entrance to the Boca Bye. Bayou and then turn south into the Yacht Basin. Uh, it's been redug to minus seven feet. No telling what the hurricane did to the depths in there. Yeah. But the uh, but but it had been redug uh, to minus seven feet, so you can get pretty good vessels in there, pretty large. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dock Master's office commands the basin to help you tie up safely. Fuel docks open from eight in the morning till five in the afternoon, uh, seven days a week, all year round. If the fuel docks open, so is the ship store where you can get. Uh, tackle and uh, drinks and uh, I'm sure they'll have bait coming back soon there's no no bait right now but uh, you can get things sundries and such you can get a golf cart and tool around the rest of the island uh, golf carts made it pretty good to look yeah, like. yeah, yeah so the uh, so be back by 11:30 for Miller's dockside it's cold beer full bar uh, 
great menu and delicious food. Right now they're doing a buffet style uh, as they because uh, they're working still on their uh, uh, the kitchen. They had some uh, hoods that had uh, some problems and such as that. And so, but they'll get the kitchen back up and going and not just do the buffet soon. Uh, so whether you get there by float seaplane like Captain Mark Futch used uh, to do Mark. or by a boat or a car or golf cart, bicycle, run, walk, crawl to Boca Grand Marina, they'll be happy to see you and you'll be happy to be there. Uh, I'm also uh, supported by Parks Reese. Parks Reese, who's been a buddy of mine since uh, we were freshmen in uh, college at East Carolina University. Hi, Parks, if you're out there creating. Yeah, yeah, he, he tunes in they, uh, and Typically, when we get done with the show, I get I call my wife and say, "How did I do?" Uh, you know, and then Parks and I get on the phone on the drive back to the house as I go get uh, uh, lunch to uh, to talk about what we talked about, kind of deal. So uh, Parks is an artist of great renown, P A R K S R E E C E. He's done some uh, some uh, paintings that that I own a lot of. Paul owns. Yeah. Uh, couple at least one mm-hmm. uh and uh and so he brings uh environmental political spiritual sensitivity to a fantastic application of art and perspective so take a look at his work and buy some christmas is coming up uh they make great gifts uh also uh mac martin mac martin is a united uh country it's uh he he has uh, actually, you find it www.gulflandrealestate.com. Uh, he he has property from the coast to the country. It's lifestyle properties. It's uh, commercial property. It's industrial property. Uh, if you're buying or selling real estate, talk to Mac Martin. He'll help you get it sold or purchased. Uh, Captain Ball, Captain Bill's Barbershop is open. Go get a haircut. Weather's so nice. Want to go to the park? Grilled onions and peppers in the air. Umbrella in a cart. Hot dog in the park. Enjoy the repast. It's a hot dog day. Every nice day is a hot dog day. So go catch them at, uh, at Ponce de Leon Park, Gilchrist Park. Uh, season started, and they're out there selling those all-beef uh, sabret, uh, uh, and Martin t- potato rolls with every kind of condiment that you can think of. Which is your favorite there, Zane? Well, I always get the uh, Carolina dog, you know, the one with the coleslaw on it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Pretty I much. I actually I get a Chicago dog every now and then too, but that's just another deal. Uh, Michael P. Heyman's attorney at law. Uh, we do a general practice with concentration on land use and environmental matters. Uh, Lori has been, my secretary has been with me for 24 years now. Uh, Give her a call. Give us a call, 941-575-0007. Go ahead and get your phone out. Go ahead and enter it in there so you got it. 941-575-0007. If we can't help you, we'll try to get you to somebody who can. It's on speed dial on mine. <laughs> uh, you know, we're listened to all over the world because of the uh, 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 the iHeart platform that we go out on and on Facebook uh, and uh, so we're listening to in Alaska where uh, we won't know what's happening uh, there and on the uh, on the, the election the, uh, concerning Lisa Murkowski until uh, the 
23rd, I think, of November is when they uh, are, are done doing their uh, ranked uh, counting. So we won't know the answer to who's the senator from, uh, from Alaska until then. Uh, we're listening to in Taiwan, Dr. Jeffrey McElroy, who keeps the pulse, finger on the pulse of what's happening with, uh, in Southeast Asia. He is a political risk analysis uh, analyst for, uh, for Southeast Asia, for Standard & Poor's. Uh, so we get pretty good insight on what's happening there. Uh, we're listening to in Hawaii. Hey, Bertie, it's Pappy. I love you, and I love that brother of yours, Hanker. He's a bazooka, that boy. They're there in Maui. My brother Branch and his wife Sherry, of uh, as the election <laughs> wrapped up in Alaska, they went on vacation and they've gone to Maui, and so they'll be visiting. There'll be there's a there's a a concentration of Haymans in the Hawaii, in the Hawaiian Islands right now. So yeah, yeah, hang Ala- on. Alaska's <laughs> resting easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. We're listening to, in Mexico, Carol Wheeler listens all yeah. the time. Uh, yeah. And we're listening to, in Scotland, with yeah. uh, Annie, Annie uh, yeah. tunes in. Uh, we're listening to, uh, in, uh, in North Carolina, uh, from Raleigh to High Point to Asheville, we've got uh, Craig Akinopoli, my judo uh, sensei who lives there. And uh, we've cranked back up. We're just starting a... a the core group of our dojo, Gurazuri Dojo, is uh, is reconstituting, and uh, that's energy that Craig's pouring into it, as well as uh, Sensei Darren Bueno. Uh, the uh, Carolina Cajun is uh, in, when I went to North Carolina, I met some wild people, and uh, and it continues my relationship with them continues. Uh, Lloyd Dellinger was uh, one of our favorites. He died in a car crash. He left a legacy of love. Uh, his daughter uh, Carson is uh, still carries that on. She also is the heiress to Carolina Cajun. Carolina Cajun. It's not a hot sauce, but it's a blend of love from the Piedmont, and it's good on most everything. It's so good on chicken that there's a guarantee. What's that guarantee, Zane? To get a better piece of chicken, you gotta be a rooster. That's right. Ride the rooster on down through. Polk County with Elton and his crew down into southwest Florida. Hope you're doing all right there in Kathleen. I hope that uh, the this uh, storm didn't upset you too much. Same with my Aunt Sudi who lives in Orlando. I hope you all made it through this okay. Uh, we made it We made it through just, I, I have to tell you, you talk about all the piles of debris. After the hurricane, I ended up having a detached retina, and so I have That's not right. been able to do uh, things clean up. And so we had people helping, and we got it so you could get out of the house and out of the uh, to the road on the driveway and that kind of thing. But other than that, the woods still piled up. And so uh, after I got uh, uh, where I could not endanger with it any longer, I have a bunch of chainsaws. Let me tell you, we got some electric chainsaws. These Makitas. They're fabulous. I mean, now you, yeah. there's there's times in the big in a real big wood you need the real big powerful yeah. uh, gas powered. But for every day, I mean, they don't and, wear your arms out. They don't wear your arms out. Yeah. They don't have the sound in the same. Yeah. Uh, and and so every pile of debris. How much time do I do this? The my dad, while he was suffering from the effects of a stroke, and we were taking care of him. He was having uh, uh, temperature issues. He was hot and cold and hot and cold, but he liked the fire, and he always wanted a fire. And so we had a burn 
pile of pot uh, in the backyard. And, and he got used to us having a fire all the time during the winter. And so as it's coming to the summertime, he still wants a fire. And so there's no, but no firewood. I mean, we've denuded the place looking for, uh, for firewood. And, uh, and so there became times, I mean, I had somebody dump a load of construction debris off to burn that kind of stuff. And so, but we were, I, I was like jonesing for firewood yeah. for, uh, for a, a year, trying to make sure we had firewood. Now, every pile of wood looks like firewood to me. Oh, yeah. And so, and so we got piles of firewood. And as a matter of fact, as the storm was coming uh, yesterday afternoon, last evening, it felt cool. I mean, the wind was yeah. coming. It was yeah, bringing yeah, yeah. that uh, wind from the north. And it was, it was cool. And I said, well, it's going to get wet. And it's a little cool. And well, let's build a fire. And so we've had a fire in the fireplace last <laughs> there night. There you go. So we're burning Ian debris. And it's already burning okay. We're burning Ian debris here during this, uh, Nicole. Yeah. All right. I got two things I want to say. Number one, you're not going to take this as a compliment, but you remind me of Richard Nixon because you went through all your sponsors there without even looking at a note. And Nixon used to have that ability to just go. I got to get, you missed one. Okay. (laughs) And the other thing we probably ought to say hello to all of our, uh, our classmates, uh, Michael and I are, we have a, what we call a 1972 ish reunion and we have three or four classes, classes right. around us. And we had our 50th reunion three weeks ago. We weren't going to let the hurricane stop us. And it was really great. And we raised $4,000 for scholarships for Charlotte I. And what a great group of people. And isn't it wonderful to run through life with this group of people we Fabulous. have? It's, uh, and, and as we got back together, it was like the years just sort of washed off. And we were uh, talking to each other just as if we were still in school together. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Taking, looking out after one another. The, uh, the, whom I left out was Gene Gorman Auto Sales. Oh, Gene, yeah. Gene Gorman. I mean, what a what an icon of this community. Yep. He yep. supports uh, all. He supports Charlotte High School and all kinds of uh, youth endeavors in every kind of way. But uh, so okay, and uh, but uh, Gene, uh, uh, you've seen the billboards and the signs. I'd I'd give them away, away, but my wife won't let me. me. Yeah. I'd fix them for free, but my wife won't let me. That's because it's a family-owned and operated business. 26 years as Charlotte County's number one volume independent used car dealer. That's a fact, not an opinion. And he's fixing free flats right now. That's a nice hurricane gesture to the community. He did mine. There you he go. He did mine yeah. just last so, week. So they have three locations to serve everyone. One there in Charlotte Harbor. Uh, another in downtown Punta Gorda across from the police department. And then... Uh, Gene's Dirt Cheap Cars, just south uh, of uh, main part of Punta Gorda, uh, just south of Acquiesta. That's right. We say Acquiesta and Punta Gorda. If you say Aquiesta and Punta yeah. Gorda, we know you speak a little Spanish, but you're not from here. Well, Gene has a memoir out. You had to be there, and they're giving that away and free old changes for a year to everyone that buys a, a car or sells a car to Gene Gorman Auto Sales. So, what a story. Yeah, it is a great story. You know, we've had uh, natural hurricanes that are uh, that are uh, part of just the way that the world works. And as a matter of fact, let me finish with that. Uh, order from chaos. Hurricanes spin counterclockwise. Earth's uneven warming moves water and heat. The air and the sea dissipate energy like a sneeze expels. Huge expanses of hot ocean and atmosphere concentrating 
concentrate into a whirling dervish, dancing north to the cold, being pulled to the cold by the path of least resistance. The fury of the release functions in a mindless, uncaring systems management task. Steeples and good people are toppled and battered like the rest. Time stops on the clocks, and we retreat to survival mode. Food, clothing, and shelter are immediate needs. They demand exhausting attention. Education, in its broadest sense, later ascends in our hierarchy of needs. We learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in school, and we are relearning it now. After the roofs were torn off and the rain poured in on the clothing, and after the power was off and the food started to rot, then we had plenty to write about, but we were too busy carrying water in buckets to flush the toilets that just emptied under the road. We had no energy at the end of the basic survival day, recovery day to write. We had no light to write by at night. Yet from the beginning, we also had each other to check on and to help. We met strangers and talked to people. The stark beauty and horror of the consequences struck us. But in the darkness, weren't the vivid stars delightful? Social encounters and connections grew. Ice became plentiful. Generators even sounded good for a while. And work for money again demanded more and more attention. Power came back on. Phones started work. And the Internet reconnected. Important lessons were learned and are manifesting. The streetlights again drowned the night, but we're now more able to write. So what order comes from this chaos? Luckily, we're not in the path of most hurricanes, just every now and then, apparently. We have an opportunity to rebuild our infrastructure and our cognitive structures and a responsibility to build them better. I say relish the opportunity and rise to the occasion. Make this time count because it costs too much to have to learn often. Write to remember vividly. Do it now before all the other lights draw you away. Chronicle of the events and the changes so that others can know better what has been. Share the richness of the way emotions work with intellect to let language and consciousness grow. Call to one another about what's important and what's needed and how to help. If you need help, let somebody know. Yep. Hurricanes are life reaffirming. Thanks for helping us build the zoo. Thanks for being here, Paul. You're a great guest. Thank you, man. A great friend. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.